Welcome to Today on Broadway for Tony Nominations Day, Monday, Ooh. May 9th, 2022. I'm Broadway Video's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, as I mentioned, on mm-hmm. Monday, May 9th at 9 a.m., not to be confused with the previously announced 1 p.m., which was supposed to happen last Tuesday, but then they changed the Who nominations calendar. Who knows? I have no idea what's going <laughs> to happen. But the Tony nominations will be announced this morning again, 9 a.m., on the YouTube. It'll be hosted by Adrian Warren <laughs> and Joshua Henry. Yes. Hopefully, they know how to pronounce Rogers and Hammerstein, even though they're not going to be you know nope. mentioned, probably, or SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Um, I'm, but I'm sure both of them would be able to pronounce all of those names appropriately. Um, This is going to be an interesting nomination. Normally, it's an hour earlier or half an hour earlier and people freak out. Always remember... I'm sure at like 8.59 a.m. I'm going to get a text from James Marino that says, my, my stream isn't working. Should I refresh? What am I doing? Yeah. Why can't I get... Uh, he does it every year. It's, <laughs> it's an ongoing joke. Um, but this will be interesting. Uh, and I wanted to ask you before we get into the news, Ashley. Sure. This is a weird season. And so much yes, has happened is. here at the end. And we're all still trying to catch up on seeing things. But two questions, like same question, but two categories. Okay. One for play, one for musicals. What show do you think will have the most nominations? What, which play and which musical? Not necessarily meaning like it's the best show yeah. or um, or the the one that's going to win the most awards. Just what's going to have the most nominations? Because that really comes down to like who has potential nominees in as many different categories as possible. Yeah, it's really tricky because we've talked a lot over the last few days, like collectively as a theater community, about how many shows can really count as ensemble shows, like Six, for instance, and Strange yeah. Loop is really one of them as well. Um, I, I But what's I, interesting, what's interesting about that, I will mention, is that like yeah. Six, all of the women in Six are in lead, yeah. and then only Jaquel Spivey is the lead in exactly. A Strange Loop. So it's like, even amongst ensemble, like true ensemble shows, there's such a disparity as to in who's going to be in what category. Totally. I think it's really difficult to see how they're going to predict, the, or, you know, to predict how they're going to categorize things this year, um, even though we've gotten some of the eligibility, or all of the eligibility stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. I still, I I don't know, honestly, for musical, I feel like a strange loop, they could really split that up into featured. I feel like maybe a music man is gonna, the music man is gonna have a lot of nominees. I don't necessarily think they will win a lot, but I do think yeah. there'll be a good, no- good amount of nominations across the board. As for play, I'm kind of leaning towards Take Me Out as far as the most you know diverse number of nominations that could possibly be there it was very critically acclaimed Uh, everyone that i know that saw it loved it i think it's a a pretty good standout as far as you and i talked about this before we started recording you have shows like the lehman trilogy which are all going to be in the same category as far as acting yeah Yeah, i mean same with like is this a room same with dana h there's a lot of plays we have this year where it's like you can't they're not going to get the full scope of acting nominations exactly you can't really split them up as much but yeah i I think that's kind of where i'm leading as far as like the diversity of nominations there for acting at least would maybe be the music man and maybe be take me out but i don't expect those to be the top winners by any means. 
No, and I think it's it's harder in the revival categories for musicals to yeah. be the overall larger uh, most totally. nominations because they don't have the opportunity to win best score or best book. Yeah, as where there is no specialized category um, that only applies to a play. Obviously, there's best revival of a play and best play, but those are you can be nominated in one or the other. It's not like you have those other categories. So I think for musical, I think I have to go with something that's new Mm -hmm. so i think i'm going to go with i i think i might go paradise square obviously (laughs) i think i'm gonna go paradise square just because of how many different acting things they can get they're obviously gonna get a a a um a choreography one but then again like i could see it getting shut out of like best musical so maybe I, i i don't i haven't heard a ton of people talking about the potential acting nominations uh, aside from Miles Frost and maybe Quentin Earl Darrington from MJ so maybe yeah, not, maybe maybe girl from well. the north country sneaks in yeah. too cuz that was super critically acclaimed when it first opened um obviously that's been over 2 years yeah but, that's the problem yeah I, so i don't know in plays um I think I would probably go with Take Me Out as well. I would love it to be Trouble in Mind, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because really, LaShawn's and Chuck are the only two that have been nominated Mm -hmm. for other things. I mean, maybe Hangman. I think Hangman could probably be in there as well. But I don't know that either of the two women in the show are going to be nominated. So that kind of lowers that as well. But there's so many guys that they could have multiple men nominated. Mm yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. But it's tricky. It's a weird one this year. That's it definitely for sure. is. It definitely is. But we're going to talk more about the awards here in a second. But let's get into the news by talking about some Broadway show and casting announcements that happened over the past few days. And we start off not necessarily on Broadway, but north of the border at Toronto's Princess of Wales Theatre, where beginning on June 22nd and running through August 14th, we will have the North American premiere and the presumed pre-Broadway engagement of the new musical and Julie. Yet on Friday, they announced the cast of the show, and it'll be led by Lorna Courtney as the titular Juliet. She will be joined as by Tony winner Paolo Zott as Lance, as well as uh, Broadway veterans and favorites Betsy Wolf and Stark Sands as yes. Anne Hathaway and William Shakespeare, respectively. Uh, they will also be accompanied by Justin David Sullivan, Ben Jackson Walker, and Philip Arroyo. Melanie Labari or Labari, who originated the role of the nurse, who is really um, one of the standout roles in this show in the original UK production, she will be mm-hmm. coming over with the show to play that part, which I believe still is being played by Kiala Settle in the West End before she departs to go do Sister Act. Um, mm-hmm. The show, mm-hmm. if you are unfamiliar, is written by former Schitt's Creek writer and Emmy winner David West Reed yeah. and, and features the music of Max Martin, um, which has some of like the the most incredible pop songs yeah Yeah. (laughs) since you've been gone roar baby one more time that's the way it is can't stop this feeling or Mm -hmm. can't stop the feeling and it takes a new look on the romeo and juliet story as if potentially juliet had decided to live after romeo dies instead of spoiler alert what happens in the original um this will be fun like i'm I'm really excited about this. Like, just like I was super excited. You'll remember, like, I was really excited about Once Upon a One More Time. uh, And I think that there's still a future (laughs) for that show. And it features a lot of Max Martin written songs from Britney Spears catalog as well. Uh, And there will be some overlap. And obviously, Baby One More Time is in here. Um, But I love these kind of like these fun shows that have like a really... uh, 
you know, different take on some stories that we know. I'm, I'm totally mm-hmm. here for these kind of things. So I'm excited about this. Um, and the cast sounds interesting. I, I, totally. you know, I don't, I haven't listened to any of the music from the West End cast album, but yeah, I think neither. it's fun. I mean, I haven't listened either. I feel like it's a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, which is always a breath oh, of fresh yeah. air immediately. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Great, great music. I am also, uh, notoriously a shithead. So, uh, obviously love David oh, West. Oh, 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 oh. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. I was not under. I was like, yes, that's true. Oh, TV. Yes. Got there it. I'm go. sorry. Literally, yeah, yeah. literally just finished rewatching it again for like the seventh time this afternoon. I you, so I got to tell you, who is what's the 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 actor's name who is who is on Shit's Creek and is now in the minutes? Noah, Noah Reed. Noah Reed. He's on the show. I think I told you about this. Um, Outer Outer Range is something, right? Yeah. Outer Range is the show on Amazon. He's great, and he sings a lot in it too. I saw a. It was probably like on Instagram or Twitter, like a sponsored uh, video from it the other day, and I was like, "Bonkers show." That's what I hear. That's what I hear. Don't know what to do with that show, but love Noah Reed. Yeah, Noah Reed, Josh Brolin, Imogen Poots. It's a it's a great cast. Uh, sticking on Broadway, the always incredible Jennifer Holiday is about to make her return to Broadway in just one month from today. Yes. She'll be returning to a role that she has played before, Matron Mama Morton in Chicago. It's appropriate that this was announced just before Mother's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. She previously played the role, get this, in the summer of 2001. Wow. So she is okay. coming back to the show 21 that was like years five later. Years ago, right? Yes, five years ago. There are literally people who are old enough to legally consume alcohol, <laughs> alcohol that were not born yet. No, I don't when, like that. When her last time I uh, run. do not like that at all. Yeah. Thank you for that fun fact. <laughs> You're welcome. Unfortunately, <laughs> for all of you folks wanting to see icons in this show, she will be missing Pamela Anderson's run uh, by four days. Pamela Anderson departs <sighs> the show on June 5th. She will be replaced by Emma Pittman, the winner of the Search for Roxy contest from a couple mm-hmm. years ago, which I believe you and Grace talked about. Yep. Emma Pittman, after this huge, uh, big whole deal, this contest in the winter, she it's two whole weeks in the role, which is ridiculous. That's, it's, but that's a thing. That's a, a choice. A very, a very strange uh, casted musical Chicago is. But, uh, anyway. Long may it rain. I feel like the two of them, uh, Pam and Jennifer, would be too much for too much Broadway way to handle. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very true. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get back into the awards conversation. On Friday, the uh, Tony Awards announced this year's recipients for the Tony Honors for Excellence in the Theater. And they are Feinstein's 54 Below, United Scenic mm-hmm. Artists, Local USA 829, IATSE, Asian American Performers uh, Action Coalition, Broadway for All, and Music Copyist. Emily Grish- uh, Grishman. Um, obviously, we all know 54 Below, what they do, performing over uh, 700 shows per year. Um, IATSE is the National Labor Union, representing designers, scenic artists, and other professionals working within the industry. The Asian American Performers Action Coalition aims to increase the representation of Asian American performers on stages in and around New York City. Um, obviously, that is a, a topic that Grace likes to discuss uh, mm-hmm. quite often, so I'm sure she's very excited about this. Broadway for All is an organization in in Manhattan that works to unite teens from different backgrounds to create a more inclusive industry. And Emily Grishman is a music copyist who has worked on more than 130 Broadway productions. Wow. Um, so congratulations to Pretty all good. of them. 
Then the other award stuff that we have is we got the uh, 2022 recipients for the Theater World Awards announced on Friday. Of course, the Theater World Awards are hosted by our own Peter Felicia. This year's um, ceremony will take place, as it often does, at the uh, theater in the uh, Circle in the Square Theater, where American Buffalo is currently playing. It'll be held on Monday, June 6th. Um, the uh, nom or the uh, award recipients this year are Patrick J. Adams from Take Me Out, Yair Bindor from Prayer for the French Republic, Kirsten Piper-Brown from Intimate Apparel, Sharon D. Clark for Caroline or Change, Enrico Colantoni for Birthday Candles, Justin Cooley from Kimberly Akimbo, Crystal Finn from Birthday Candles, Gabby French from Hangman, Miles Frost from MJ the Musical, Jaquel Spivey from A Strange Loop, Shannon Tio from The Chinese Lady, and Kara Young from Clyde's. And if you're unfamiliar with the Theater World Awards, they go out to an outstanding day debut performance in either a Broadway or off-Broadway production. So if somebody had never been on Broadway before, they are can, they are eligible to receive this award, even if they have done bro- off-Broadway shows before. Oh, yeah. So it's like if, they, if it's their first time being in a show off-Broadway, they're eligible. If it's their first time being on Broadway, it's eligible. I don't know if that works in reverse. Like if someone's done like five Broadway shows and like makes their off-Broadway debut, are they eligible? <laughs> that would seem a little counterintuitive. I feel but like it is- not. But yeah, I would like that. I mean, I mean, the way the, the, the awards are described, uh, who knows? But, who knows? um, the 22, 2022 honorees for the 13th annual Dorothy Loudon Award for Excellence in Theater and the 9th annual John Willis Award for Lifetime Achievement in Theater will be announced at a later date. All right, so real quick, Ashley, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this week, TEDx Broadway. We know yeah. that people that listen to Today on Broadway and Broadway radio stuff in general are a different breed of theater fans. There are tons Freaks. of other... Th- yeah. Yeah, you are the insiders. You are the people that want to know all of the nitty-gritty details, not only about... Um, your favorite stars and all of the interviews that we do, but also the inner workings of the Broadway business. If that is you, which I'm sure it is because you're listening, you yeah. should be at TEDx Broadway coming up on Tuesday, May 17th at New World Stages or live streaming on Stellar. Nice. Good. You don't have to go very far. No, like literally to your couch. Yeah. Um, they offer a wide variety of speakers and performers to take the stage and they will be answering the question, what's the best that Broadway can be. Ooh, One of, uh, yeah, we will have a link to uh, TEDxBroadway.com where you can look at all of the speakers, but I will point out one, uh, Margaret mm. Hall, who is yes. a friend of ours. I actually took her Sondheim intensive class earlier yeah. this year where she is a, a historian. Her new book, Jim and Yanni, is coming out this month. Very soon. Um, next very week, soon, maybe? Like next week. Yeah, yeah, very, very close. So we did a deep dive over three weeks looking at uh, everything Sondheim. She's a, a brilliant theater mind. Um, and I think that even just Margaret's panel will be certainly worthwhile. Um, this is the uh, this is the uh, milestone event celebrating 10 years, and they are pulling out all the stops for TEDx Broadway 10. So come lend your voice and shape the future of Broadway. You can get more information by visiting www.tedxbroadway.com and follow TEDx Broadway on Twitter at TEDx Broadway.
All right, let's talk about some other news here real quick. It was announced on Friday that the off-Broadway solo show Little Girl Blue has extended its run at the previously mentioned New World stages. The show will now be running through May 29th. And if you haven't, we've talked about the show a little bit, but not a ton. It is a one-woman show that looks at the life of singer-songwriter and activist Nina Simone. And it was written uh, by Leona Michelle, who also stars as Simone in this. If you haven't, you know, kind of been following she was recently announced to be the person writing the new um, Mandela musical that'll be opening in November at the Young Vic oh, in London yeah. so she's great and I've heard really good things about this show I believe they have a Thursday matinee as well which I wasn't able to do because I was working but this is a good one to go check out uh, before it closes at the end of this month um, speaking of new dates, Lincoln Center Theater announced last week new dates for the upcoming um, production of the new play by Brian Watkins called Epiphany. It is being directed by Tyne Raffaelli. The show was previously scheduled to begin performances on May 19th, but it will now begin performances on May 26th at the Mitzi E. Newhouse Theater. Um, and then finally, this is something from earlier in the week, and I don't think that we've covered it at all. I, and don't correct think me so. if I'm wrong, Ashley. Yeah. Um, but. We've discussed the fact that this was the first time since 2019 that Broadway yeah. held its in-person Red Bucket Challenge. And last week, Broadway Cares Equity Fights AIDS that they had raised $4,288,994. Nice. Of course, that not as, that comes from not only Broadway, but off-Broadway and touring productions as well. And unsurprisingly, the Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster led Music Man set a new single show record of $2,071,806. Absolutely ridiculous. And I've told this story before, and you've probably heard it from other people because this wasn't just at one performance. But when Hugh Jackman did his, what is it, Hugh Jackman back on Broadway show, which was like a one-person show with like a 10-person ensemble, um, I remember him selling the sweaty shirt off his back for $10,000. I believe, I believe there were multiple people. So he had to get them multiple sweaty shirts. Um, (laughs) so whatever, whatever, I don't, yeah, I have no idea what he did for this, but I am sure that, um, he pulled out all the stops. And I had this conversation with somebody. I don't remember who it was when I was in town over the weekend. Like, and I've said this before. I think Hugh Jackman is incredibly charismatic. I think he's mm-hmm. actually got a really skilled voice. Like, I think technique-wise, he's really good. I just don't like the timbre of his voice. Yeah, um, but it is very clear that he loves Broadway and loves theater. Oh, um, yeah. I, it's definitely. so genuine. So even if Music Man isn't your thing and you didn't like his performance in that, which I think is probably what a lot of people think mm-hmm. – um, I think he's a good dude who really loves the community. And so this was very exciting to see. Definitely. I'm just glad in general that Red Bucket is back. It was so nice totally. to be in theaters and like have the post show curtain speeches and the Red Buckets in the lobby. Did my heart good. That's all I can say. 4.2 million. That is a Ooh. good chunk of change. Yeah, it really is. Um, real quick, I'm going to talk about some show, the, the last few shows that I saw on my trip, but I do want to point you to two real quick recommendations in the show notes. Conrad Rickamora and the cast of Little Shop of Horrors recently performed a Tiny Desk concert with so NPR. Good. I love Tiny Desk oh concerts. My God, love They're so, so good. Uh, so we will have a link to that. And also on Sunday, um, members of the cast of POTUS, including Rachel Dratch, Lily Cooper, Leah Delaria, Julianne Huff and more were, um, on CBS Sunday morning talking with Rita Braver. So we will yes. have a link to that as well. Um, but I do want to talk about the last three shows that I saw on my trip. And I'm sorry that right. I have to start with this one, Ashley, <laughs> um, because you haven't okay. seen it and we, we don't know, but, um, I saw Into the Woods. 
I, uh, I've heard Grace, it around. I've heard it yeah. around town. It is Grace and I, use. Yeah, Grace and I sat uh, next to each other at Into the Woods. And I don't want to talk too much about it because everybody is talking about it. But I will say that going in, I had and uh, like astronomically high expectations for Heather Headley. Yeah. Um, just because she is one of the beacons of my theater loving life. And to see her do this part, which I know she has done magically before, no pun intended. Um, mm. I, I probably set myself up way too high thinking that like, if I would have pulled back, like there's no way she can meet these expectations. She guess met what? Them. Yeah. Like, guess what? She <laughs> met them. Um, and I've said this to a couple people. <laughs> I, we saw, um, after the show, Grace and I, um, met up briefly with F. Michael Haney, who is taking mm-hmm. a, their, their frozen tour is on a break. Um, and as we were passing, they asked what Grace and I thought of the show. And I started saying, I said, I want to live in every choice <laughs> that Heather yeah. Headley make. And F said, stop, 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 stop talking. Save it for the air. Like, don't waste yes. all your good stuff. T- telling me on the street corner exactly save friend it of the for show, the podcast friend Haney, of the show yes uh, knows uh, exactly what the hell they're doing Thank yes you. absolutely <laughs> um there were to be honest with you some things that i don't think a lot of people have said publicly but i have no fear in saying these things some of the people were a little underwhelming yeah. um i was kind of uh disappointed with um gavin creel as the wolf yeah. and cinderella's prince uh, danae benton as cinderella did not do much of anything for me at all yeah um, i watched a little clip and wasn't it's particularly- fine wowed yeah. yeah the one thing i think that was missing from um danae's performance was the humor like she yeah. does, did everything right like she sounded amazing she sounded great she hit all of like the acting beats but like that's a funny part it like is that's, a funny part. it's a really funny part and it just wasn't funny um neil patrick harris in the first act um had some struggles hitting the notes um but i gotta tell you after intermission like he was like Great. Um, I, he, he was a little sitcom but that's who he is. And I think mm-hmm. that there are parts in that where that actually is appropriate. Uh, but I thought he was really good. And I mean, this is his fourth major Sondheim production yeah, yep, yep, after, yep. yeah, you know, Sweeney Todd, where he played Tobias, mm-hmm. Assassins, where he played, um, the Balladeer and, and Oswald. And then, mm-hmm. of course, uh, Company. And I saw two of those in person. I saw, um, Assassins and Company in person. And of now course. this, um, and then Sarah Bareilles was really lovely as well. It took a minute to get into it for her um in, in my mind and she really was doing a joanna gleason impression a lot but like hard not to do i know but like the iconic person who created that role who is utterly mm-hmm. perfect uh, but she sounded great and there was one moment which she actually referenced on twitter and i retweeted talking about it she started as um uh, moments in the woods and after like the first verse i think she started the second verse and then she goes those are not the words and then rob berman the music director immediately like he knows what to do he's a pro and yeah. then like she got back into it and then finished the song like with all of the humor and emotion that is in that song she's perfectly grace and i up in the in, in the mezzanine stood up and gave her a standing ovation i don't know if anybody else did in the entire <laughs> theater but she deserved it because she was awesome Good. um also the woman who played little red who i guess is on um high school musical the music the series was fantastic nice. um, of course Anne Harada and Annie Golden like I mean what can you say exactly. like literal legends. legends when Annie Golden who plays Cinderella's mother um, Little Red's grandmother and the voice of the giant when she enters as the voice of the giant like I don't think she's doing a bit but like 
it's so Annie Golden. Like she just kind of walks <laughs> with her shoulders slumped and like her face, nothing happening, just like in that kind of like Annie Golden look. And she's yeah. carrying a mic to center stage, puts down the mic center stage, and then goes, Who killed? You know, it's like that hilarious. It's just like it's, it was perfect. So, um, it is still running, obviously, for another week. If you can see it, and actually, I so hope you can see it. Um, I'm, I'm trying, baby. My God, I know, you, you got to get those negative tests for, well, you got to get those <laughs> negative COVID tests too. Uh, yeah. So, um, but that was great. Um, I also saw real quick, I saw which way to the stage at MCC, which I have to tell you, if you're listening to this show, uh, as a theater fan, you have to see it. It is a show Two that weeks. I thought, yeah, I, I thought that this was going to be like just one big theater end joke. And there are mm. certainly tons of theater end jokes in there. Like some that even I think might've gone over my head a little bit, um, but it's hilarious. But there is so much more depth to this show in terms of not only discussions about what it's like to be a member of the theater community, like as a performer, but just a human being. Like I was really thoroughly, thoroughly Ooh. moved um, both by the show's humor and the heart and the really tough questions that it asks. And I don't know that it answers them, mm. um, which I think is always a better way to do it than a show. That seems like it's for the best. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Like I I it is one of my favorite shows that I've seen this year. Like I throw it up and it but and you know it's also it's a fun show. It it, to me it it felt like a really good companion piece to the show that I've been talking about a lot, which was um the uh at the wedding um that I saw at L C T three that it's coming Uh, back later this month. Yeah. I'm Uh, seeing uh which way to the stage on the eighteenth. I am seeing at the wedding on the nineteenth awesome. when it comes oh, back, perfect. so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're both super funny, but have so much more depth underneath. Really, really good jokes. Mm. Um, so I recommend this one as well. Uh, and then I closed out my trip by seeing POTUS uh, on Broadway or behind every great dumbass are seven women trying to keep him Excellent. alive. Yeah. Which no spoilers. Are they? Um, but <laughs> I got to tell you. So here's the difference. POTUS okay. also hilarious and Yay. super fun. And Rachel Dratch is ungodly iconic, funny. Iconic. Yeah. I, I, iconic. Yes, yes, exactly. Like you just said. Um, the <laughs> difference is between POTUS and Which Way to the Stage. I don't know that there was as much depth behind POTUS as I thought there would be. Um, there's tons of depth on Which Way to the Stage. POTUS is a little bit more surface level and hectic sitcom-y to me. Yeah, I'm not surprised uh, by that. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's worth seeing. Um, six of the seven performers in that show are giving outstanding performances. Ooh. One of them, a bit dancing above her depth if you catch the innuendo there um Mm. she's not exactly on the par acting wise um despite all of her best efforts Um, but if you can figure out which one i'm talking about i think you can (laughs) Um, but the show is so stupidly funny like it's definitely worth seeing um and and yeah julie white uh, i think i said this last week one of the probably the first like major celeb that I ever interviewed when I started working at Broadway World. Um, uh, interviewed her for Nurse Jackie that she was on. Um, but great. She's amazing. Julie White. Vanessa Williams is never not 
I mean, luminous. Yeah. Um, Leah Delaria, Leah Cooper, uh, Lily Cooper, sorry, uh, Susie yeah. Nakamura. Like, just a really, really good, fun time at the theater. Oh, perfect. All right, everybody, that is all that we have. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. All right, everybody, do not forget to fire up the YouTube at 9 a.m. There will probably be delays because it's the Tonys in the Broadway League. Exactly. And of course, they're going to be delayed. you get it on Monday. Yeah. Uh, of course, the the nominations will be, as I mentioned earlier, presented by the the thing that these two people are most famous for is for starring alongside each other and shuffle along or the so making famous. of the musical sensation of 1921. That is going to make sense to nobody unless Ashley puts these in the outtake somewhere. Nope. Um, but yeah, Adrian Warren and Josh Henry are going to be announcing those at 9 a.m. So we will talk about all of those on tomorrow's episode. If you want to get that conversation before anybody else, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. Have a wonderful Monday, a wonderful week, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.